When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One of the greats in the history of this particular game, making his debut on Sitting Friends in the Morning, my friend Dan Mason. Dan, good Monday morning. How are you, pal? I'm good, Sitting. I've been listening to the station, and man, your sports guy can really talk fast. Yeah, he has to because he's got to get in in like one minute. That's all they give him. So it's not like John Minko could take like doing disclaimers all day long. (laughs) I know you're right. Yeah, he gets it all in there. He couldn't even name the teams in the uh, in the Sweet Sixteen. But I want I want to get to uh, to all of that. But how about a a happy birthday, Dan Mason, today to one of the guys that you got to know very well over the years, Mike Francesa. Oh yeah. Well, I, I don't know if he's listening or not, but if he is, happy birthday, Mike. And Mike, we've had our ups and downs for sure over all the years, but. I got to tell you, you know, at the end of the day, I would pick him on my team anytime. He's uh, he's great at what he does, and uh, like I said, we've had some bumps in the road, which Mike could probably tell you as many stories as I could. But um, but he's a pro, and uh, happy birthday, Big Mike! You know, it's funny about that. If I asked. Uh, Chris Russo this morning, or Mel Carmazin, or Don Imus if he was still alive, or Jeff Smullyan, or Mark Chernoff, any one of those guys, they would categorize it the same exact way, which is, we've had some bumps in the road, Mike could be a real pain in the ass, but I love him. They'd all say the same thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, think of some funny things. I remember one time in my office, Mike complained to HR that I threw a book at him, which I didn't. I <laughs> I threw a book at the couch, not him, but uh, he wasn't happy about that. Neither was I, but uh, I remember hanging up on him one time. I remember that. I remember going to the uh, the, uh, track up to Saratoga with him, and uh, that was not a good experience. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that does beg the question. If you went to the track with Mike Francesa in Saratoga, there's another name that may have been there with you because Mike always mentioned him. And now that name is being bandied about as the next possible head coach at St. John's because I think they own horses together, and that's Rick Pitino. Absolutely. I, I, and you know what, Sid? I am a Pitino big fan. I, I've read his book. I think what happened to him at Louisville was terrible. Um, between that and the government, it about, you know, set him back a number of years. Uh, and I've got my fingers crossed. I swear I've got my fingers crossed that St. John's will hire him because I am rooting for him and uh, wish him nothing but the best. And there's, I'm sure what a guest he would make to bring to uh, light all the crap that's happened to him over the past five years. No, so. I, I had him. I had him uh, about three years ago when Bernard was still alive, God rest his soul. He was in for uh, 40 minutes, and it was about the time he took the job at Iona. And uh, he did unleash a whole bunch of stuff on Louisville. But you knew there were bigger and better days. But I got it. You know, for me, Dan, and I just had this conversation with Chris Russo. He was on on Friday. And I was a huge college basketball guy. I mean, I was in Francesca's tournaments, you know, those those things that he ran with Billy Packer and Jim Nance and Clark Kellogg. I never missed a game. A huge St. John's fan since the uh, Mullen Walter Berry days. But I've almost completely lost interest in the sport because – 
I don't know who anybody is. They're there for one year. They're gone. Some of the great coaches I loved, they're gone. It's hard to fall in love with a program. I, I watched Bobby Hurley play for three years. I watched Ewing play for three years. Those days are over. So I think college basketball has done itself a great disservice even now during tournament time. Well, you know, I've got a good comment on that for you. I am a diehard Kentucky fan, and it broke my heart when Kentucky went out yesterday. I had to break out the Makers 46 on that one. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I will say, though, uh, there's, there's a lot of controversy there right now in Lexington about versus the one and done versus growing a program. And it's, it, but I will say, though, Calipari's got six seniors there that have one more year of eligibility. So it's probably more seniors than he's ever had in his time at Kentucky. But um, you're absolutely right. The one and dones, you know, you see guys like Maxie in Philadelphia and yep. some of the players, the great players that have gone through there. John Wall, one year and gone. Uh, the list goes on. Um, uh, so you're absolutely right. That's, it's going to be – I wish it could revert itself and go back and it, rather than somebody in, just raiding the transfer portal every year. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I miss uh, those players spending a couple of years and, like you said, building programs. Krzyzewski, Dean Smith, Karnaseka, all those guys. And then, of course, you also, during this tournament, they, teams like uh, – you mentioned this uh, during a text to me, Clemson, Vanderbilt – they're not there. You've got better teams with, with more high-profile programs in the NIT than the NCAA. I mean, I love those Cinderella stories. Don't get me wrong, Dan, but you've got to have these high-profile schools in the big dance. The NCAA is going to have to address this because it is just totally unfair that the Clemsons of the world or the Vanderbilts of the world can't get in. And then you've got the 16 seeds out there, and uh, it, they get in. And it's just, it's not right. I mean, I think possibly the only way to, to get around this is to expand the tournament to many more teams and maybe go another week. Yeah. But uh, so yeah. they're going to have to do something. This is uh, Dan Mason, former president of uh, CBS Radio and uh, Hall of Famer, by the way. So a couple of weeks ago, we were talking to each other about this uh, new app, Dan. It's called Juice Reel. And you and I were particularly talking about one game. It was a Maryland taking on Purdue in a regular season matchup. Doesn't matter how it ended up. But we talked about the app, what the app may do, and in terms of predicting some of these games, outcomes at least. Tell us more about this Juice Reel app, which people can uh, download today, which I guess, and correct me if I'm wrong, does help you predict some of the outcomes of these games, or are they just the lines on these games? I think it makes you a better, better. Uh, and you can find it at Juice Reel, R-E-A-L, excuse me, R-E-E-L, like a rod and reel, juicereel.com. And you can see how to download it from there at the Apple Store. But it helps you be a better, better. So, for example, like during the uh, fall, early fall, uh, I was doing really well with college football, and the, the app will tell you. It does, the app does not take bets. It just records bets, kind of like LastPass would for your password. Right. Uh, so if I bet a game, it's going to show up on my Juice Reel app, and it will tell me, you know, win, loss, all that stuff. And it will give me what my ROI is on, on NFL, what it is on college football. So I was doing really well, but I am terrible at MLB. Terrible. So <laughs> it was pulling my ROI down to the ground. So guess what? I'm not betting this summer. I'm not betting any MLB games yeah. because I suck at all of them. Well, it's, 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 well, baseball is the only sport you can go three and one or four and one and still lose money because if you take one 
big-time pitcher, ended up playing 170 or 180, you can win three games and then still lose money for the day. So baseball is absolutely more difficult when it comes to betting uh, sports. Uh, I do want to ask you about two particular guys, though, Dan, in radio, being you do have this amazing resume as one of the all-time greats. Two young guys that have made it very, very big. One is at my station. That is Chad Lopez, who was a CBS guy not that long ago. The other was an intern of mine back in 2000. And now, of course, for years, he's been running a lot of those big CBS, I guess, Odyssey stations now, Chris Olivero. What about those two guys in particular? You know, I just ran into Chad as, you know, we talked, what, at the Broadcasters Foundation last yep. week or so. Yep. And I am so proud of Chad. He has, he's a terrific guy, a terrific broadcaster. And, uh, you know, you meet people along the way that you know are going to be rock stars. It's like, you know, in pro- I came from the programming side of the business. I never sold one day on my life in the street. But when I would hear a song, I'd say, oh, that's going to be a hit. That's mm-hmm. a hit. And you meet a guy like Chad, and you say, yep, that, that's a hit. He's going to be good. And he, and he has proven himself. Chris, on the other hand, when I came back to CBS, I was there for a number of years and left for five years. And then uh, – uh, Les Moonves hired me back in 07. And when I got back to the floor, the buzz around our floor would be, oh, you got to meet Chris Olivero. <laughs> so someday we're all going to be working for Chris. That was a joke on the floor. Well, it's not a joke now. <laughs> there's a lot of people that work for Chris. And it, I... You just couldn't ask for a finer human being, and he's got a terrific sense of uh, programming, and um, he, he's going to do great. They're lucky to have him there. I told you uh, the story back in 2000, four years before your story. He was my intern. He would split the week between me and Howard Stern at WNEW, me and Craig Carton. And we were walking down Kings Highway in Brooklyn one day, Dan, and he said to me, you know, Sid, one of these days I'm going to run this company. I swear. And I said, you know what, Chris? I can see that. And so both of those guys, Chad Lopez and Chris Olivero, have gone out to do some great things. What about radio in general, Dan? You know, when, when I got into it, you had these, these, these behemoths, these giants, these legends, especially here in New York. You had on terrestrial radio, you had Imus, and you had Howard Stern and Scott and Todd and Mike and the Mad Dog and guys on CBS FM and all these monster talents. And for the most part, for the most part, they're all gone. What about outside of me, of course? Uh, what about radio today? Uh, I think that, you know, local... I'm going to give this speech in Las Vegas next month, but um, locals, all we have. I mean, you can't win by playing 20 songs in a row because the technology platforms will beat you, i.e. Spotify, etc. You can't, you sure as hell can't win by playing playing 20 commercials in a row. That's not going to work. (laughs) And all we have, if, if you're a television station, you know, the difference between the good television stations in a city and those also brands, the good television stations will make you feel like you're part of their family. And they do that through their news departments. Like, you feel like you know those anchors. You feel like, you know, you, you could go to their house for dinner, or they, you'd be glad to have them come to your house for dinner. The other ones turn over and turn over, and there's a lot of turnover. And that's what kills uh, radio more than anything, too, is the constant turnover. You look at Don. You look at Howard. You look at the people you mentioned, Chris Russo. They've been doing this stuff for years and years and years and years. So I think it's a combination of local and keeping your people in the slots where they belong and not, not – no, WCBS-FM is a great example. Yeah, what's going on with them? Are they experiencing like a renaissance now, or what's, what's going on there? No, I'm, I'm referring more to the days when – you know, the guys were on, the women were on WCBS-FM, and they changed it to Jack. Do you remember yeah, that? I remember that. Believe it or not, I think I may have uh, tried out for a show with Max Kellerman 
No, no, excuse me. That was for a 92.3 for K-Rock, for Mark Chernoff. But, yes, I do remember when it turned to Jack, yes. Okay. Well, that's ex- when I came back to CBS, and it was, it was April of 07. We turned it back into WCBS-FM in July of 07. But, you know, I, when, when I came back, I would hear the people say, oh, just needs a little more time, just a little bit more time. <laughs> and the ratings were flat. They were in the low twos, I believe, two-point shares. And um, one Sunday... I was walking down 7th Avenue, and I'd just gotten back to New York, and I'd walked into a deli, and there was a boombox behind the counter, and they were blaring oldies, the same ones that WCBS used to play. So I got back on Monday morning. I went in. I said, you know what? Shoot me over all those old uh, WCBS jingles. I want to hear them. And they did. And I thought, you know, this is what we have to do. Mm. And when we changed it back it was like instant rain it was, it was like flowers that needed water so bad <laughs> yeah. immediately yeah. immediately the phones lit up immediately the goodwill came it was a it was a it was an exciting day exciting day for the radio station and an exciting day for the company too you know what's funny dan is you talk about oldies now Forget about taking out the papers on the trash or the turtles. Oldies now is like 80s. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I mean, right? I mean, you can't even go to 50s and 60s anymore. That's like a Sirius XM channel at this point. (laughs) Well, the 50s lovers are very far and few between now. And as we get older, or as more people come into uh, the music sphere, that if you want to call it that, that uh, 101.1 is, and yep. you know, some of the a lot of people have passed on in, yep. in that uh, early genre of music. You know, I've been told for years too, Dan, on the way out that AM radio is dead, it's dying, it's finished, it's over. And I'm only on AM. We're not uh, we're not an FM station here. Unlike FAN, ESPN, they're both on AM and FM. I'm just AM. I come off a seven six in January, twelve plus, uh, and uh, I'm looking at about a seven seven here in February. The numbers come out today. And I've been number one for a while here. Uh, so I guess maybe the AM radio is dead is a bit premature? Oh, I think so, of course. I, I'll give you an example here in Washington, D.C., where I live. I had a station, uh, 1190 AM, and uh, it was 50,000-watt day. It was, and nobody has a good signal in D.C. at night. It just doesn't exist on AM. But that station, and I sold it to iHeart. And iHeart changed all the processing because my station was foreign language. They put sports on. I think they're running Fox Sports in the day, and they run decent programming at night, VSIN. This is not the junkies, and, uh, though, right? Not the same station. Not the through the dial. Right. It just bellows through. Yeah. It's not the same station as the junkies, right? Are they still working in D.C., those guys? Yeah, they're on the fan, which is the Odyssey station. Here Got right it. Now. Okay, great. So, uh, okay, let's uh, put this, wrap it up in a beautiful bow. It's been a great conversation. Keep coming back. Let's end it where we started it, after Francesca, of course. And that is we're down to the Sweet 16, your beloved Kentucky team, eliminated yesterday. When it's all said and done in Houston, Texas, on that Monday night, Dan Mason, who's holding up the trophy? You know, if Houston can hold up and not – get any more injuries or uh they look really bad a couple of weekends ago and they lost i forgot the team they were playing but they they look terrible but they look good this last time i saw them play i think they've got a great shot at it so i'll probably put my money on them although i haven't been real successful on betting so the listening audience
audience should not really put a lot of credit to what I'm saying right now. <laughs> that's a home game, though, for Houston, and that Final Four is in Houston, so that's a home game for that basketball team. Uh, this was great catching up. Keep coming by, Dan. I love these conversations. Yeah, it's been great seeing you and talking to you the last couple of weeks. We'll do it again very, very soon, buddy. Thank you so much. Well, let me tell you, Sid, anytime I'll be your go-to guy for any subject you want to talk about. So let's stay in touch. Let's do it. Dan Mason, uh, now it's called Sid and Friends in the Morning, and Dan Mason is now a f- officially a friend in the morning. The great Dan Mason, Radio Hall of Famer. Guy's brilliant mind. He really is. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.